Introducing the Listener Support Program, feeling the future and quality of House of Barf. Dear loyal listeners, at the House of Barf, we strive to bring you the most engaging, informative, and entertaining content every day into the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. We strive to provide you with expert knowledge, practical tips, and thought-provoking discussions to help you excel in your financial endeavors. We are dedicated to fostering meaningful conversations, sharing valuable insights, and creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about business, accounting, regulation, and finance. Producing high-quality content requires dedication, resources, and effort from a talented team of one, me, but in the future, you know, hopefully I'll have a team. That's why we are excited to introduce our listener support program. This initiative allows you, our cherished audience members, to play a pivotal role in shaping the future and the content and assuring House of Bar's sustainability. In the future, becoming a supporter, you'll be able to enjoy a range of exclusive benefits. Benefits that I'm hoping to be able to bring eventually, early access to episodes, um, access to episodes that are not, you know, public, uh, you know, that are not accessible to everyone, possibly even um, create better content. And then all those mistakes I make, maybe I'll put them in a separate episode. You'll be able to get some behind the scenes stuff um, uh, and other uh, exclusive um, um, things such as merchandise. Possibly I have, uh, you know, a children's book coming out, maybe able to offer that uh, your support goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content, expanding our reach, our research and investing in new resources and technology to bring you even better experiences. Your contribution will help us continue to deliver thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and insightful... Inter- oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Um, may, in the future, may possibly interview someone. Uh, that will keep you engaged and inspired. Join me, us... In shaping the future of House of Barf by becoming a supporter today. Your generosity empowers us to keep our conversations alive and ensures that we can contribute to provide valuable content to audiences around the United States and hopefully in the future of the world. To support us, simply visit podcasters.spotify.com. Then you can get to House of Barf. Um, also, it is on Spotify and um support this podcast and become a supporter and choose a membership tier that aligns with your preferences every contribution no matter how small or how big makes a meaningful impact and is deeply appreciated thank you for being an essential part of our journey with your support we can reach new heights and create content that truly resonates with you our incredible listeners God bless. Happy listening. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Again, if you would like, you can visit podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show backslash Chan hyphen man seven. And you can go to support this podcast and become a supporter today. Thank you. You can also reach me at C287. 
gph at gmail.com. Thank you again. You have a wonderful day. God bless. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? It's Chairman House of Barf. Yo, I'm just sitting here. Uh, goodness gracious. Uh, told myself I was probably going to be done creating content for the day, but I said, you know what? Uh, let me just do just a little bit more, and I'm finally going through it. This happens with every... Gosh darn it. I think my charger is starting to break. This sucks. It's when you got to set your charger in a certain direction or something so that it will charge... I hope this isn't what's going on. So I'm gonna go out and get another charger or a phone or something. Of course, this happens as soon as I do the update or upgrade on my phone. I don't know if it's the charger or what now. This thing is not charging and the phone's about to die. I'm sorry, I'm just having a little bit of technical difficulties. One moment. Yeah, 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 it was good. Yeah, so just having an issue with this charger. It's looks like it's going out. This is one reason why I'm not sure if Apple Apple people deal with stuff like this, but this is this is annoying. This happens a problem with every Android device. The charger or something just starts working. You got to flip it upside down, hang it upside down, and it's just merely just got to get a new charger. So, uh, real quick, something I was taking a look into real quick was, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who have, not a lot of people, I've heard some discussion between um, hedging and order types. I don't see them as the same thing, uh, but some people see them as the same thing. Um, I say you can use both or either one, depending on how you want to use it. Um, so for example, let me just read what a hedge is an investment made to reduce the risk of adverse price movements in a security. Normally a hedge consists of protecting position in a related security, a long hedge. Um, let me see, uh, what page, if I can find hedging, uh, go over it real quick. So for me, and don't quote me on all this again, I'm seriously i'm just a nobody don't take this way too far and think that i'm trying to give out advice or whatever um it's just different strategies and stuff that could be overlooked uh and have i overlooked stuff like this as well yeah uh, let me see 198 um okay so i'm gonna read this real quick uh this is in regards to hedging uh, using options to protect a position, hedging. Uh, an investor with an established stock position can use options to help protect against the risk of uh, risk of the position. The option helps ensure the investor against some of the possible loss from the stock position. The investor who has a long stock position hopes for the market price of the stock to increase. The risk of the position, a market price decrease, um, the risk of the position a market price decline can be offset by the purchase of a put or a or or to a limited degree the sell of a call. The investor who has a short stock position hopes the market price of the stock to decline. The risk of this position, the market price increases, can be offset by the purchase of a call or a limited degree the sell of a put. Um, 
to that limited degree it's basically because on the shorts you'll just collect the premium and that'll be it um yeah i'm just gonna keep going just a little bit more the risk is that the market price will fall a downward arrow to hedge the position select an option position with a downward bearish arrow the investor can protect a long stock position with a long put or short call Try this with a short stock position. If an investor has a short stock position, it is profitable when the market prices the market price declines. Remember, in a short stock position, the investor has borrowed stock from the from the broker dealer. He needs to buy back the shares to return to the broker dealer. If he can if he can buy them back at a lower at a price lower than the price at which he sold them, he makes a profit. What is the risk of the short stock position? The risk is that the market will rise an upward arrow. To hedge the position, select an option position with an upward bullish arrow. The investor can protect a short stock position with a long stock with a long call short put. Sometimes the hedging strategy questions on the exam. Oh sorry, this is about the exam. Okay, this is something else. Okay. Um so here they got a couple examples. Long stock, long put. An investor buys a hundred shares of RST stock at fifty-three dollars. Uh, yeah, fifty-three, and buys a RST fifty put for two. The maximum gain is unlimited. Should the stock price fall below the strike price of fifty, the investor will exercise the put to sell the stock at fifty. The investor loses three dollars per share on on the stock and has spent two dollars. Per share for the put, the total loss equals 500. The break-even is reached when the stock rises by the amount paid for the put. In the case, 53 plus 2 equals 55. So that's one. Then they've got a few others. Long stock, short call. Uh, short stock, long call. Short stock, short put. Uh, these are just some examples uh, that they have, uh, which, you know, is okay. We can go over real quick. Long stock, short put. An investor buys 100 shares of RST at $53 and writes a one uh, RST 55 call for $2. So they strike price 55. If this, uh, if, if I got the long stock um, at 53 and uh, I write something saying it won't go above 55, uh, the maximum gain equals 400. If the stock price rises above 55, the call will be exercised. Thus, the investor will sell the stock for a gain of $200. In addition to the $200 premium received, the maximum loss mm -hmm. is the $5,100. Um, should the stock become worthless, the $200 premium reduces the loss on the stock. The break-even point is reduced when the stock falls by the amount of the premium received. Therefore, 53 minus 2 equals 51. Um, so yeah, um, here, I'll go over, I'll go over the rest in a little bit, or maybe not, I'm not sure. Um, so, with a long position, again, because you have the right, uh, if, um, if it doesn't reach, like, let's say in the first example, the long stock was, uh, purchased at 53, and the person purchased a long put position at 50, uh, for $2, um, what was the maximum the the maximum loss on the put should be that if it stays above 
if it stays uh, out of the money essentially if it stays above market price on the long put and the long put should just lose premium uh, I believe of two uh, let me see what was that last point the break-even point is reached when the stock rises by the amount paid for the put in this case uh, 53 and then the amount for the put was two so your break-even will be 55 um, let me see max gain is unlimited considering that if this goes up then the put should expire worthless and your long position should continue to make money uh, the investor exercise uh, the investor lost three dollars per share on the stock has spent two dollars uh, so the what's the max loss um um was it 53 uh minus two was it 51 so if you lose if this stock drops down to zero theoretically um then you should be losing about fifty one hundred dollars considering 53 but oh no no it should be 5500 let me see because you also paid that premium so you're going to be um or is it or is it 500 the t i'm sorry it's 500 which is the uh, strike price minus um i'm sorry the, the market price which you got it at minus the strike price which is three um and then the two for the premium, so it should be five hundred, something like that. Total loss equals five hundred. Okay, yeah. Um. So, uh, here we can go. Um. Here, real quick. Uh, we can go over short stock long call. An investor sells a uh, stock short one hundred shares of RST at fifty eight and buys a RST sixty call for three. Sorry. Uh, for three, the investor's maximum gain is fifty-five hundred. Uh, if the stock becomes worthless, the investor's gains will be fifty-eight hundred from the short sell minus the three hundred paid for the call. Uh, the maximum loss is five hundred. If the stock price rises above uh, sixty dollars, the investor will exercise the call to buy the stock for sixty, incurring a two hundred dollar loss on the short sell. In addition uh, to the $300 paid for the call. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of rambling through that. Um, and then there's also short stock, short put. So you're uh, short the stock, but you're basically covering saying it won't go below this. And there's also other things as well. Spreads. Um, let me see. Uh, let me see what a collar is. Occasionally, an investor may hedge his downside risk on a long position of stock for no out-of-pocket cash. That's a collar. Ratio. I want to see what this is. Ratio call writing. Ratio call writing involves selling more calls than the long stock position covers. This strategy generates additional premiums income for the investor, but also essentially unlimited risk because of the short uncovered position. Okay, so that's the ratio and that's a collar. Okay, bet. Um, I, I, that's something I've been wanting to uh, correct. Um, okay, uh, so I'm going to keep going into other things as well. Debit call spread. Debit call spreads are used. By investors to reduce the cost of a long option put position, there is, however, a trade-off because the potential reward of the investor uh, is also reduced. The investor who establishes a debit call spread is bullish. So this is what I kind of mean a little bit uh, when we talk about hedging and whatnot, where essentially we're discussing, um, uh, I guess, uh, reducing your risk, you know, protecting your gains. Uh, kind of as an assurance. Um, 
if anything was to, you know, go beyond what, uh, you know, what I had intended. Uh, compared to order types, which I'm pretty sure these could both be used or one or the other, depending on how you want to approach it. What, one way I would kind of look at a hedge is if I have $500 in gains, then I can pretty much put in a hedge. And let's just say I'm trading on the mountains and the valleys or the peaks and the traws or the ups and the bottoms, whatever you want to call it. So I'm trading this stock and I'm, um, I don't know, let's say I'm bearish on it. I'm planning on it going down. So it does go down. I got $500 in gains. Um, however, I do expect for there to be uh, a slight upward movement. So instead of me going ahead and completely closing my position with a buy uh, limit or a stop loss or whatever it is that you want to use, and we'll go over the order types uh, more in depth, uh, I guess in a little bit or next episode, whatever I decide to do. I'm trying to get this stuff in, I'm trying to get this content in, uh, but I will admit it, it, it gets a little tiring. I've been creating content probably since midnight uh, this, this morning, and right now it's approximately uh, 11... Uh, a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing it for a little bit. Uh, dozed off for a little bit and then got back up and started creating more content. Um, so, you got slight upward movement that you're expecting. Okay, so you're expecting some type of retracement or something. Some uh, price action movement where it's going to come back maybe before it goes down some more. So, you lock in that $500 gain. And because you're expecting this to have a small pullback based off of your charting analysis or whatever it is, uh, you want to go ahead and hedge the position compared to using um, a uh, order type. Because the order type is essentially going to close out the position and then uh, you're going to have to hop back in. Now, if you want to use that approach where you say, OK, I'm going to take my profits here and then I'm going to go ahead and putting another uh, a buy order um because I think there's going to be a um, upward movement uh, could definitely do that. And then, you know, you could use kind of the hedge as your stop loss or whatever you want to do or your, your uh, buy limit or however you want to use it. Uh, but it's a little bit more of an insurance, I would say, compared to uh, an order type, which is just like, hey, all right, if the stock reaches this point, then I'm out. So I'm not sure if this is exactly correct, but let's say you decide to use both. Uh, you said, okay, so I got the stock. Um, I'm going to short the stock at 30. The stock drops down to 25. I got $5 per share. I got 100 shares. I'm up 500. Um, I expect there to be some bullish, a bullish run. Um, I can, um, I can set my hedge, um, you know, at, um, you know, uh, uh, I could set my head on a 25. However, uh, I could probably use an order type um, that if uh, it drops, you know, uh, I don't know. Either way, you would want to use it. You know, if it drops below a certain price, I want to go ahead and close out the long position um, or the, you know, uh, you know, the, the long position is is, you know, it's reducing my profits. So. At some point, I may use an order type on the hedge position. Just saying if it keeps continuing to drop, because I got the short position in, then uh, go ahead and um, uh, what would that be? Um, buy, 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 loss mm -hmm. it out, buy, mm -hmm. stop it out. Um, I mean, 
Let me see. Uh, let me see. Uh, I'm thinking about my slobs over bliss. Uh, sell limit, buy stop. Uh, and under market price is buy limit, sell stop. So if I uh, have a short position at 30, the stock drops to 25. I got $5 per share. I'm making $500. Uh, I want to put a hedge in. So I go ahead and put my hedge in at, you know, because uh, I'm expecting this to have a little bullish run before it starts going down some more. And I just want to protect my short position. So I go ahead and put the hedge in at, you know, 24 if it, because um, uh, that's that maybe support level or at, or at 25 because that's support level. And, uh, you know, uh, I want to keep the short position. I'm not necessarily saying I want to get rid of the short position yet, but just while it goes on this bullish run, I have my hedge or just in case as an insurance clause that I get that hedge in. Um, but even when I put that hedge in, I can put a, uh, the hedge is a bullish hedge expecting for the market to go up. Uh, and then, uh, but I could put a order type in on that hedge saying that if it does drop some more, then go ahead and put a, a sell stop on it at this price. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that way, the hedge kind of removes itself and it continues to go ahead and get the downward movement going. Uh, so in that tape, you're using the order types as well. The order types, I would consider more so, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Just like, yo, that's just, like, that's just, you just, you've set your limit. You've set what you want it to do. Um, to an extent, you can use a hedge in the same way. Uh, where it's like, you know, if uh, this stock makes $500, go ahead and uh, you can sell a short call and just go ahead and let it uh, get assigned. Um, there's also another theory with a rolling. Uh, there's a rolling strategy as well, but we're not going to pretty much touch on that right now. But let me see order types. Let me see. Um, and all this is is seriously taking information that I've kind of learned over the years and just providing it for anybody. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of people that say, uh-uh, uh-uh. And that's one thing I appreciate not dealing with right now. No, no, no. No wonder why you're broke and you don't make any money. No wonder why blah, 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 blah. You know, um, so I'm pretty sure there's a lot of this shit that I'm just getting wrong. Uh, but let me see. Order types. I'm trying to look for order types. Order room, order routing, order ticket. Ordinary income and just skipped over order types. Um, let me see if I can just find something like market order. And then that should be around the same area. Market. Uh, I'm looking at my book right now. Uh, where's market order? Market risk? Market order. All right, there we go. 357. That seems a little late in the book to touch on a market order, uh, but let's see. Okay, so let's see. Um, the types of orders, price restricted orders. Many types of orders are available to customers. Some orders, such as limit and stop limit, restrict the price of the transaction. Typical orders include the following: market executed immediately, limit limits. Uh, the amount paid or received for security stop becomes a market order if the stock reaches or goes through stop limit entered as a stop order and changed to limit order if the stock goes through the stop market orders limit orders okay um stop orders okay we can go over all that as well um I, I probably should get a little bit more into depth on that 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and keep that. So let me see. Stop orders. Um, buy stop above market. Buy limit below. Yeah, sell limit above market. Uh, sell stop below. Yeah. Um, we'll go into that a little bit more depth in a little bit. Uh, so uh, let me see. Another thing would be risk analysis that's kind of big to me uh, that I've realized that a lot of people don't really incorporate uh, initially. But let me go ahead and see um, if there's anyone that I can look up that will basically say um, how to use <coughs> excuse me, order types and hedges together. Um, let's see. Can I... Let me just say it out. Can I simultaneously use order types and hedge positions? Uh, let, me, let me try this again. It doesn't look like anything popped up. How to use hedge positions and order types Forex. A simple Forex hedging strategy involves opening the opposing position to a current trade. For example, if you already had a long position on a currency pair, you might choose to open a short position on the same currency pair. This is known as a direct hedge. Okay, so that's a direct hedge. Um, sorry, the, the phone's not in my face. Um, so then you got your order types as well. Uh, let's see, this is guy, uh, Forex hedging for beginners. A trade in the opposite direction in a related asset or the same asset. So let's say that you bought a stock, you could buy an option on the stock, which would make money if the price went down. So you would be long the stock, but you would have that downside protection with the option, or you could sell short in another account, <coughs> and that would cover some of your downside risk also. So that's a way of limiting your risk and at the same time taking advantage of the direction that you think that asset is gonna go in. Now this risk reduction might not be a total loss. You could actually profit from that and that's what we'll talk about a lot in this program. So keep in mind that the hedge can actually be an advantage for you. Now international companies- This is uh, some guy named Trading Heroes. Companies use hedging to limit their foreign exchange risk. So take BMW for example, they're selling cars in different countries and those currencies can fluctuate over time. So they want to uh, protect themselves in case one currency gets too cheap or too expensive. And they have a department that hedges their risk on the currency exchange. So that's one way that big companies use hedging in their day-to-day -day operations. Another area where companies use hedging to limit their risk is if they're a large corporation that uses a lot of commodities. For and finally, you may not know this, but hedge funds were founded on the principle that they're going to be hedging their positions. So they were supposed to be. All right, now I've shown you that hedging works for big corporations and large funds or complicated transactions. Repeating, the transaction costs are so low that even if you have a. Okay, so I'm not going to keep going to all that, but. um. So then let's take a look at how to use order types Forex. A market order either to buy or sell a Forex pair will enable you to enter the market immediately at the current price available to you. You can use a limit order when you wish to place an order that will be executed at a specific price that is either above or below the current market price. 
Okay, and this is a beginner's guide to order types Awanda. Uh, I actually just started with Awanda, uh, thanks to a homeboy of mine who introduced me, because uh, I was really struggling with my eligibility uh, in my broker, but he's like, hey, you could put in a dollar in there. And I already bet. Uh, one thing I appreciated about uh, the uh, charting candlestick Bible, it essentially said the same thing. Stop thinking about pips and everything, just think about dollars, okay? Uh, it will make your life a lot easier. So uh, I forget here. Let me see if I can find out where that was at. Um, let me see. Give me this one second. Let me see if I'm am I there. And the amount of money you risked. If you will risk $100, for example, your profit target should be at least $200. Great. Hits your stock. This means you bought, or you will win an amount of money equal to $3 per pip. If the market moves in your favor, or sold 30.000 worth of us dollars. If the market. Let's say you are trade sizing. You should think in terms of dollars instead of counts. They can begin with $250, and they still have chance to grow it. When it comes to position sizing, you should think in terms of dollars instead of pips. Let's say you are trading three mini lots of CAD slash USA. This means you bought or sold 30.000 worth of us dollars. If the market moves in your favor, you will win an amount of money equal to $3 per pip. If you make 20 pips, you would have profited $60. Let's break it down. One standard lot is worth about $10 per pip. And one mini lot is worth about $1 per pip, and one micro lot is equal to 10 cents. If you open a mini trading account, you should think in term of the dollars risked instead of pips. Let's say you put 50 pips stop loss and 100 pips as a profit target. This means that if the market hits your stop loss, you will lose 50 pips, which is $50. And if the market hit the profit target, you will win $100. The size of your position depends on whether you have a standard or a mini account. Okay, so kind of right there, you know what I'm saying? Like it says, like you have your stop loss in at negative $50 and you have your take profit in at positive 100. Uh, you know, of course, incorporating that spread. Now with the hedge that has, so you got your stop loss at, you know, $50. That has nothing to do with your hedge position. You could say, okay, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? But you could still even have a hedge. So there's, there, I, I think sometimes I notice that, you know, there could be a little, I even want myself discrepancy in between the order types. You say, well, I'm using the order type as my hedge. It's like, no, it's, order type is basically, um, I forgot what it said earlier. Just kind of like, uh, crap. I forgot what it said earlier. Um, let me see. restrict uh, the price of the transaction. So that's what you're doing with an order type, is you're restricting the price of the transaction compared to with the hedge, I would consider it more of a offsetting of a possible re, uh, you know, movement in the opposite direction of what you're expecting it to move in. And that way it's also like a little bit of insurance uh, just in case it does go ahead and uh, the price action moves against you and you can go ahead because what you're not restricting it. You're kind of just hedging it saying that, okay, I'm 
uh, here again, let me just go ahead and um, just say the definition. What's the definition of a hedge? Options. The definition of hedge, a fence or boundary formed by closely growing bushes or shrubs. Oh, but that too, a hedge, the plants. Uh, a fence or boundary formed by closely growing bushes or shrubs. So if I'm correct, some people, instead of growing a fence, will grow a natural fence of bushes and shrubs, hedging kind of their yard. You know what I'm saying? This is kind of our area, you know, kind of securing themselves. So you take that and then you put it towards your kind of stocks and everything. You kind of say, look, I got a $500 gain. I kind of want to secure that. But I do think there may could be some bullish uh, price movement, price action movement, whatever. Don't not ready to get rid of my short position yet. So you create the hedge. You start, you, you lock in that basically $500 gain. Now, if it starts moving against you, then you got this hedge position that's protecting you until you could possibly put your order type at the take profit for the uh, bullish position, you know, your hedge. And once that hits your take profit position, if you, based on your candlestick technical analysis, fundamental analysis, uh, risk profile analysis, um, our risk analysis, um, 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 I'm sure there's a couple other analysis and it's not too much either. Uh, but you take all that and you say, okay, well then I think we can go ahead and it's not so much a swing trading. I think swing trading is something different. What is a swing trader in options? Yeah, typically swing trading involves holding a position either long or short for more than one trading session, but usually not longer than several weeks or a couple of months. This is a general time frame, as some trades may last longer than a couple of months, yet the trader may still consider them swing trades. Okay, so okay, they're just seeking to gain a uh, capitalize on gains in a short period of time. So essentially, if I'm correct, they're essentially like uh let's say you you have very close positions right you have one that's going in one way and one that's going the other you want to let's say buy the stock at 60 and short the stock at 60 you're expecting this thing to move right and you're going to do this for a short period of time now if this thing goes up to 61 then you've got a gain of a dollar but then you also have a loss of a dollar and it's going to keep going that way but what you can do for a short period of time you can go ahead and just hold on you see it swinging in one direction you can cut the hedge position because you see it going in that direction and you do this for a short period of time. Uh, it sounds like no more than, I guess, a couple of months. Uh, but let me do my research on that. So what is price action trader for? Uh... Price action is a method of analysis of the basic price movements to generate trade entry and exit signals that is considered reliable while not requiring the use of indicators. Okay, so you basically just kind of Going with, uh, um, basically going with the movement of the price. Okay. So if the price is showing that's bullish, you're just kind of going with that movement. Now you may go ahead and put in a hedge or something just in case it, you know, moves in the opposite direction of what you think. Um, but you're just going with the movement, you know what I'm saying? So you may not even use a hedge. In this case, you may use your order types because you're, you want to just go with the price action. I don't want to. Uh, do any swing trading. I don't want to do any of that. I'm going with the movement. If it goes against my movement, I'm going to put my, my order type in, my stop loss or whatever it is, sell stop, and I'm good. Um, 
you know, depending on how you want to do it. So, yeah, that's just different kind of things I've noticed with uh, just hedging. And I could be wrong. Myself, I didn't figure out about hedging until probably uh, just a few years ago. Um, and I'm not bragging or anything. I'm, I'm not. I've been trading for um, 10, 15 years. Now, with with hedging and order types and everything, people say, well, I don't really need to use them. I'm a long-term investor. It's like, shut the fuck up. Okay. So you're telling me you don't want any protection. Is that what you're saying? Like, come on, man. You know, or come on, woman. Like, you know, uh, well, I just want to go ahead and just let the market do what it do. Okay. I'll let the, I'll let the market determine my price. Okay. I got you. I got you. But I don't know if you were around or not a couple years ago, but there was this thing called COVID. Like, Easily, a hedge or a order type could have protected your position, your portfolio a lot. I mean, just imagine if you would have put in. Okay, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just going to go ahead and put in a put uh, on my long stock position, and just until we figure this all out, I'm going to keep the stock. I'm not looking to sell it. Uh, people are saying that this is going to be short term, 24 months, and we should come out of this. So why don't I go ahead and get like a a, a one year put or something or something, a six month put or something. Uh, there could be a lot of volatility and change in that. Or, you know, I could get a 30 day put, whatever you want to do. But in that way, it's offsetting the amount of losses that I'm taking for a, 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 an incident or something that I'm not even sure exactly what's going on. And I'm not looking to get rid of my stock. That's not what I'm trying to do right now. Uh, I, I just want to protect my positions. Um, or you could say, you know what, I'm okay. I'm going to go ahead and get out of this, uh, completely. Um, and, uh, you, you just restrict the price, get out. So yeah, that's just a few things I noticed. I think hedging and order types could really help, uh, uh, individuals investing strategies, uh, could, uh, compare to, um, just using one or the other. Um, yeah, so I'm even going to incorporate it. One thing I've been working on is these Awanda. I've been trying to learn about it. And they make it so easy to use uh, your order types. Uh, the hedging is hard because you have to bounce back and forth uh, between uh, multiple accounts. Um, it would be nice if I could hedge in one account. Uh, but you can't hedge in Awanda. You can't hedge on one account. Um, also... Um, I got to get my trading viewer up. Uh, 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 someone told me they would help me uh, get this platform down. Um, let me see real quick. Uh, okay, I'm trying to close out of some stuff. Where's my trading view? Uh, this is the other thing is I don't even know where all my stuff went. Uh, I, I know I had trading view somewhere. Let me see. Uh, trading view right there. Why is it not on my desktop? Okay, whatever. Open. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's just a few things. Uh, not to mention, uh, also I like to incorporate risk profile in my hedging and order type strategies. Uh, Awanda, I would say does a fantastic job at, uh, the, um, uh, at the order types, um, let me see. I think the market's closed right now. Uh, let me just take a quick look. I've been uh, doing some uh, simulated trades uh, on on forex. People call it um, demo trades. Um, 
man. Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. But I know this is just demo. So, of course, everybody say, well, it's not the real thing. I get it. But I'm practicing. I'm practicing right now. So, for example, real quick, oh, one thing I'm working on, I have uh, GBP backslash USD. I got 500 units long. Um, and I'm up approximately 0.7%. Uh, and then, uh, in another account, this is what you got to do to hedge, uh, in another account, um, I got the GPB backslash USD 500, uh, but I have the short position and that's down approximately 0.05%. So in one position I'm up, I'm up about $4,300 and in the short position, I'm down about 350. Now, when I put this short in, I didn't put the short in right away. I, uh, kind of let the, um, long position do what it do. And then when I started seeing it was getting gains, uh, I, I went ahead and put in the short position, essentially just to capitalize on those gains. If it continues to go up, I'm okay. Uh, I'll just close out the whole position. Uh, if it just continues to shoot up and um, I want to, I can just close the short position uh, and then possibly put in an order type, a, uh, um, a sell stop or something. Um, I don't know if I can do anything right now because uh, the markets are closed. But when the markets do open up back up, uh, we'll take a look at that. Uh, but also, um, um, also with the risk profile, uh, risk analysis, I take a look uh, just to make sure that when you have your stop loss in or whatnot, because um, you got to remember, you know, there's big whales out there, or sharks out there that are trying to get everybody to lose and them to gain. Uh, so. Uh, I can have my stop loss in, you know, if I buy it, if I, what is it? If I buy a stock, I can have my stop loss in to essentially, you know, this is what I want to risk. Uh, but if I, if the price is down, right, I say, I don't want to lose more than $250, right? So what's that? 25 pips. I don't want to lose more than 25 pips, $250. Um, and you start noticing that the price is getting closer and closer to your stop loss. Now you're starting to panic, okay? You're charting and you're looking at the chart and it's getting closer to your stop loss. You can use the risk profile tool to kind of just analyze like, okay, it's getting closer to there and you're charting and it's looking like it's very bearish. You may not even have to take that $250 loss. You may say, you know what? Um, it looks like it's going to have a quick, uh, you know, um, it's going to have some quick downward movement real quick or whatnot, uh, or whatever it is, uh, you know, um, or upward movement. And it's getting closer to your stop loss. So stop loss, let me think, is above market price. So uh, you short, uh, uh, you know, a stock or something, and you want to set your stop loss um um, what are you talking about? No, no, no. I'm sorry. You're bullish on the stock, so you buy it. You want to sell. You want to put your stop loss below market price, just in case it drops down to get you out, and then you'll sell at two hundred fifty dollars. Now you're getting closer to your sell stop or your stop loss, whatever, and you're sitting there saying, "Oh man, it's getting closer to there." Now, if you're doing your charting and everything, you could say easily that, okay. This looks like it's having some downward movement, but I want to go ahead and just hold on. I got my stop my stop loss in at, you know, $250 loss. Okay, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. 
Um, however, you may say to yourself, this does appear to look like it's going to turn around based on the risk profile. You know what I'm saying? And then you can go to the risk profile and it'll give you an idea of approximately how much you're going to be losing. Okay. This is how much you're approximately going to be losing. Okay. And you may want to go ahead and say, you know, I'm willing to risk a little bit more. So you may want to go ahead and move that stop loss a little bit because then what could happen? A bunch of other people may have their stop losses right where you have yours. Next thing you know, all those stop losses get triggered. I believe it's called a liquidity grab. Next thing you know, the stock starts churning around. Now, the, now, you have your order type in at $250 loss, and you may say, I'm willing to adjust it around. The risk profile will help out, or risk analysis will help out so much with kind of where it's moving, how it's moving, and your losses. Okay, well then, if I if I move it one more pip or whatever, then I'm going to be losing $350, $450. You may say, that's too much for me. I'm just going to go ahead and take the $250 loss and move on from this position. You know, and it can get kind of difficult with trying to hedge it because you also got to remember you got the spread that you have to pay for. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you could be down on your hedge as well. You know, so you're like, well, then I could just hedge it. If it's dropping, then I could just hedge it. But you're going to be down because of the spread on your hedge position and your hedge position may not come back around. So, you know, you got to be very careful with that as well. Um, and I'm not an expert at all this, please. I'm not a financial advisor, guidance counselor, nothing. Uh, please reach out to your tax advisor, financial advisor, CPA, whatever. Uh, this is just educational, um, entertainment purposes, random guy named Chan man that thinks he can talk about this stuff. Um, so yeah, that's just a few ways to kind of approach it, uh, kind of think about it, um, protect yourself. Cause you know, one of the most ridiculous things that kind of frustrate me a little bit, um, is when you talk to people and you're like, hey, what's your risk tolerance? What's your investment objective? Uh, just whatnot, things like that going on. And their response is to make money. <sighs> I know. I know it's to make money, right? We get it. Everybody wants to be uh, a billionaire, okay? Um, more so, your, what's your risk tolerance? What are you trying to do? What are you? You know, let's say with stocks, is it small cap, mid cap, small cap? Um, are you trying to preserve your capital? Are you trying to get growth? Because at the same time, we got to figure out where your risk tolerance is because there's going to be losses. You know, as soon as you enter a position, uh, what does it do? Go down. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, okay. Well, you ha you had to pay for the spread. You know what I'm saying? So you bought it at 160, but the ask price is at 169. You're already down. You know. Uh, nine cents a share, you know what I'm saying? So don't sweat it. Just once that you basically paid a premium, once you make up that premium, you're good. You know, this is how we keep everything moving. You got to pay for shit, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, that's basically how it kind of, uh, you know, how I kind of think about hedging and, um, and, uh, order types, how to use them kind of either to restrict the price or to kind of just ensure yourself a gain and give you the, ability to make a decision uh you know maybe not so rationally so quickly and you can also use them both together now of course i'm pretty sure that there's other strategies out there as well we're going to cover those it's no rush i'm not i'm not in any rush i'm chilling you know what i'm saying i'm just trying to have a have a bev with my family and my friends you know i got some deer park water right here and you know if you got a cigar go ahead or something you know throw it up and just have a good time. I'm not saying I'm the expert or anything. So, yeah, 
But yeah, that risk profile as well. Uh, you say, okay, I, I'm willing to take this much in losses, okay? Based off the charting as well, because what if you start seeing a bearish trend reversal, something that indicates a bearish trend reversal, and your stop loss is about to get triggered? You say, wait a minute, I'm looking at this, and this is indicating uh, whatever it is, a double bottom or some type of bearish candlestick you see. You say, this is an indicator of a bearish um, uh, reversal. And right now you're long in the position and it's going down, but you see that bearish reversal happening. You know, you may say, you know what, let me go ahead and move my stop loss down a little bit. Not saying that you're willing to take more money as, uh, as a loss, which you are, but also based off your analysis that, you know, I need to move this because I need to give it some room uh, in order to not trigger. And then it shoots back up. You know what I'm saying? Um, so let me give it some room. Um, and then uh, use the risk profile to kind of analyze that. Now, if you start seeing the market price moving further and further away from your break even, and you keep moving that stop, then now you need to stop. It's time to stop, okay? Because you're just moving your stop loss down. You just, you know, maybe just doing a little bit too much, you know, if it's going against your analysis. Um, it may not even be necessary to put the hedge in. You know, it may be necessary. You may say, you know what? I'm really not ready to get rid of this short position. I got my stop, my stop loss. I mean, I'm not ready to get rid of this long position. I got my stop loss in. But you know what I'm going to go ahead and do? Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put in a quick hedge. Not saying it would be a good idea. Because, again, that hedge, as soon as you put it in, it's going to be down because of the spread. So then there could be a turnaround. And then next thing you know, you're just losing money all, all over the place. You know, your, your hedge is losing money. Your long is losing money. You know, uh, so that may not be beneficial as well. Um, so, yeah, you may just want to say, OK, I'm going to go ahead and take this loss and then just move on to the next trade. Uh, last thing, real quick. One thing I'm noticing with Forex, there's only like 30 pairs. Let me see. There's not there's not even a lot of pairs on. Um, on Forex compared to like uh, stocks, there's like six thousand stocks. How many currency pairs are there in Forex? How many currency pairs are there in Forex? Okay. Uh, there's something over here on central charts that says there's 128 pairs. Uh, I'm trying to look on, on Awanda. I can go to Forex. Uh, and it doesn't, it doesn't tell me like 128 out of 128 or something, but they have like all the Forexes right here. But as far as I can tell, I mean, it's, it's not many, it's like 30 or something like that. But this, this central thing, this, uh, let's see, uh, central chart says there's 128 currency pairs. Um, but regardless, even so 128, I mean, that's not hard. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, there's, that's, that's not too hard. I think they may be incorporating other pairs as well, like currency pairs or like odd pairs or something like that. Um, they're saying it's about 128. That's, that's, to, for me, that's not hard. Now let's take that 128. Let's break it down to about 30 of them. If there's like 30 pairs, then let's take that and break it down. I went ahead and I went over here and I uh, saw major pairs. 
Oh my gosh. A, I can't even read my writing. AUDUSD. Is that GUR or BUR? I can't tell. B U R or G U R backslash USD. GPB USD. CAD USD. USD CHF. USD JPY. NZD USD. And then there's other minor pairs like Euro, EUR, GPB, EUR, CAD. And then there's some exotic pairs like AXAU USD. Gold USD, I guess I'm not sure. Oh no, no. AXAU is gold versus the USD. XAG is silver versus the USD. Um, and then there's US oil. I guess it's oil versus USD. Uh, so wrote those down, and you can essentially go in there. I mean, because there's so many little pairs. Do your charting, and don't quote me on this. I could be wrong. I just figured. I found out about forex a couple years ago. Never really got into it, but um, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, really started diving into Forex, uh, you know, appreciation of one of my homeboys. Um, so don't, but I mean, if you just take these pairs, I mean, essentially you could just trade these pairs five. So you could do the same thing in stocks and options too. just find, the, you know, five main stocks or whatever you like or ETFs or whatever you like and go trade options on them. Uh, or whatever. This is not advice. This is not guidance or whatever. Talk to your financial advisor. Uh, but with the Forex, I'm like, man, give me the main ones. And I'll just go trade those on a daily basis. And when I have my outbreaks, awesome. But for the most part, I mean, if I could just bring in a couple hundred dollars a day, you know, with just trading. And, and what I mean is, you know, open up my, all my positions on these on these major ones that I like. These are the ones I like. Open up all the positions, and at the end of the day, or whatever, close all the positions. Or I, I know it's twenty four five or something, but then you just close them all. It's not so much uh, you close that one. You know, no, I just close all of them, and I do it again the next day or whatever. Or I hold it for the week. I don't know how it works with forex because it's twenty four five. Maybe I just hold it for the whole week. You know, put all, and then and then I and then I manage it throughout the week, saying okay. This one went against my analysis. This one is going for my analysis, but I'm not ready to get rid of it. I can put it in the hedge. All right, let me get ready to get my order types in because I want to go ahead and close this one down. Whatever it is, I got to figure it out. Hopefully this upcoming week, um, I can try to find some assets to put into my Owanda account so that I can go ahead and get trading. I'm going to be working on this, trying to figure out uh, what what do I want to use MetTrader for uh, or TradingView. Uh, let me see. Black girl stocks me may have talked about this let me see um meta trader four versus trading view black girl stocks let me see real quick. black girl stocks okay let me see um Trading View versus MetaTrader 4 Black Girl Stocks. Goodness gracious. Uh, it, nothing nothing ever understands me. I don't know how I'm going to do a podcast if nobody can ever understand what I'm saying. I'm, I'm definitely going to fail. Uh, MetaTrader View versus MetaTrader 4. I mean, Trading View versus MetaTrader 4. I want to... Okay. Um... Mm. 
Okay. Let me see if there's anybody. I, I do want to do a YouTube short. But here, let's just take a look at this guy real quick. This is Pet is now powered by Ameritrade. Giving Petco Alexandrov. Let's see what he says. Well, in today's video, I will share with you why I'm using my trade platform and why I'm using trading view platform. Plus, both platforms for beginners. I use both of them because I trade crypto, stocks, forex, everything that could be traded on these platforms. And this is why I have a really good idea about these two platforms and this is why I decided to record this video. So stay with me until the end and for using crypto, your you will be using. So third parties to the exchanges and they offer those platforms for free to ask the clients, the traders. And the chance to think. I'm fast forwarding, sorry. Install on the computer if you want to trade. We need for algorithmic trading. It has the back test. We have the opportunity to trade with one and it looks really nice we have the dark mode and we have uh, the light mode and okay so yeah that's one thing i'm gonna be researching which one do i want to use metatrader 4 metatrader 5 whatever our trading view i'm trying to figure it all out i'm, I'm lost on all this shit, but i'm gonna figure it all out so i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up i think we kind of you know we touched on something i think i think we did okay i'm not sure uh, but I would like to say thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your man. I appreciate it. I'm Chairman, and this is House of Barf. Blech! I am thrilled to introduce you to an exciting new storybook journey that I believe will capture your imagination. Allow me to present Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure. A compelling short story that promises to transport you to a world of interest, excitement, and learning. The title of the book is Langston Mangston's Coolamate Stand Adventure by Chandler Hayes. In a world of colorful imagination and captivating stories, a new children's book has emerged to empower our young minds with crucial life lessons, life skills, and financial literacy. Langston Mangston's Coolamate Stand Adventure is a cheering short story written by a talented black author who understands the importance of equipping our youth in the early stages of life with the tools they need to navigate the realm of money, savings, and smart choices. Meet Langston Mangston and his imaginary best friend, Zonky, a pink elephant, two curious souls who embark on an adventure around the vibrant landscape of Wichita, Kansas, where Langston Mangston sets out to accomplish multiple goals and is met with obstacles that he must overcome. Langston, Mengson, and Zonke discover valuable lessons of talking about finances in the home in order to gain knowledge. Langston, Mengson, with a little bit of confidence, the guidance of supportive parents, the help of community members like Mr. Tiller, and his imaginary best friend Zonke, Langston, Mengson learns about the value of money and how to save the importance of making thoughtful spending decisions, the significance of thinking outside the box when met with challenges, with money and the joys of sharing with others. Through relatable experiences and emerging and, and engaging storytelling, young readers are introduced to the fundamental concepts of money, such as earning, saving, and spending responsibly. Langston Mengson set savings goals teaching children the importance of planning for future needs and dreams. 
The book celebrates diversity and the different perspectives on money, shedding light on its role in different people's lives. The characters' interactions emphasize the joys of serving others, the gift of sharing, and making a positive impact in their community. The pages of Langston Mingston's Coolamated Stand Adventure come to life with vibrant illustrations. The colorful and imaginative visuals not only captivate young readers, but also enhance their understanding of complex financial concepts. Langston Mingston's Coolamated Stand Adventure is coming soon to bookstairs and online realtors. It is a must-have addition to any child's library, fostering essential life skills while sparking the joy of reading. Empower the young minds in your life with the gift of financial literacy and imagination. Join Langston Mangson, Zonky, family, and friends on their extraordinary journey of running a drink stand to set them on the path of a brighter future. Your opinion means a great deal to me. I would be honored if you would consider exploring Langston Mangson's Coolamade Stand Adventure and sharing your thoughts. Your feedback could play an invaluable role in shaping the future of this project. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss the book further, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Your support in spreading the word about Langston Mangston's Coolamade Stand Adventure would mean the world to me, and I deeply appreciate your consideration. I am a passionate advocate for financial literacy. Me, um, Chandler Hayes, um, and, and am excited to join the community of storytellers with a background in finances. I am driven to inspire children to embark on their own adventures of learning and discovery through the power of literature. Langston Mangston's Coolamade Stand Adventure is a heartfelt endeavor to promote financial literacy in a fun and accessible way. As a black author, I'm committed to providing children of all backgrounds with the tools for success, and I am proud to contribute to a more financially informed generation. Thank you for taking the time to explore this advertisement, and I look forward to the possibility of sharing this extraordinary literature adventure with you. Please feel free to contact me. Uh, you can reach me at the email c 287 gph at gmail.com all right thank you warmest regards have a great day god bless